Welcome to the Drawing Core Podcast. What you just heard was um, a listener-contributed audio of them eating a carrot. If you would like to send in your own recordings of you eating carrots, uh, the email address is drawingcore at riseup.net. You may be aware that last week's episode was sponsored by carrots, hence the carrot audio call-out. If you would like to send audio of you eating any other kinds of vegetables, um, that's very welcome. If anyone else has sent audio recordings of themselves eating carrots to the email address in the last week, I haven't actually checked. So, um, yeah, apologies if you've done that. Uh, I promise I'll share it next week. We can create a kind of carrot collage. Um, So, yes, thanks to Carrots for sponsoring last week's podcast. This episode is sponsored by Ennui. Why settle for boredom when you can have Ennui? As practice by some of your favourite philosophers and painters of yore. It could be the key to unlocking your own genius. Ennui can be taken much like vodka. It can be sipped or it can be taken directly into the eyes, which I would recommend. It allows you to continue smoking French cigarettes while increasing your levels of ennui and remember that ennui goes best with French cigarettes that's cigarettes from France you may remember a little while ago one of the podcasts I recorded fully before realizing I hadn't pressed the record button properly happened again just now so I'm breathing it out. I'm I'm fully patient. I'm not going to be upset about it. We know where we're going with this podcast now because we already fucking recorded it once. So you're in safe hands. And in fact, we already recorded this podcast um, twice in a way. There was a take one of this drawing core 21 which I did just one day after the previous podcast number 20 the the carrot podcast I did it with a sort of feverish excitement realizing the direction that the podcast had been going the last two episodes 19 and 20 and I wanted to sort of take that to its conclusion and up the ante and indulge in what was going on And it might not be quite as clear for you as for me what had been going on in the podcast because obviously I am here right from the very start of uh, the feeling of oh shit, I need to do a podcast for this week right up until, yeah that'll do, let's upload it. But what I'd been realising was that 
with these unprepared podcasts, the number 19 and 20 were unprepared until shortly before recording, I'd been indulging in more of a projection of myself in that, that was my feeling, end of Sunday night, let's just do a podcast, let's see where it goes, and I hadn't really been paying attention to uh, the character of the abstract I. So we talked a little bit before about this podcast being a conversation between me and you, but you and I being abstract characters. We're not really me, not not really you. I mean, there is hopefully a, a number of yous listening to this podcast in reality, but I address an abstract you. This is this is the experiment of the podcast. This is ex- the experiment of podcast that that this is. The experiment of drawing core, but also how we're experimenting with the form of podcast. So that's what we're going to chat about today, and we're going to take a little trip around a lot of things that we've mentioned before. Going to loop around them again during the episode, so um, it should be relaxed, meandering. You know, the good shit, the good drawing. Should be a good drawing. So, in the last few episodes, we have become a podcast grounded in Susan Sontag's ideas of style. We talked, there was a Susan Sontag podcast not long ago, and it very much connected with what the idea of this podcast is. And she had her call to prioritize style over content. And in fact, to see content as a stylistic choice, as kind of um, style being the controlling aspect, as it were, of a piece of art. And we very much embraced that. And what I mean by that is we're not really, in the last few episodes, preparing content like we did back in the first few podcasts. And we were enjoying talking about the style and content of the podcast and what that really means and experimenting with it a little bit. And I mean, this, this, this episode's content is literally the style of the podcast and it has been that many times. But more than that, the sort of special motivation of this project is stylistic. So it's like to create an anti-hierarchical piece of art. So we talked before about how in art there often exists a hierarchy where the artist or the performer is above the audience or the receiver. And that's quite a hard hierarchy to break down because one person does control the piece of art and another person is going in blind in a way and it's ready to receive but this podcast aims to be um, like a friend sending a friend who's excited to send you a long voicemail so the creation of these abstract you and I is integral to this podcast like that's really important Um, and the the first take the one that I sort of thrown out of this podcast it was very much letting myself ramble 
and we used music that was very um, fast-paced in a way, upbeat and qu quite a lot of energy, but it didn't amount to very much and it was in fact quite indulgent of my actual self in a way, rather than this drawing core self which I aim to produce in order for you to feel like this is a voicemail from your friend. So like we don't we don't literally do that by replicating what a voicemail might be like. We kind of do it with tricks like this cozy sound bed. That's a sort of like trick to put it in that mode of being at ease and being friendly and being like intimate. So there's a tension, right, like in the center of this podcast project between its organicness, its replication of a realistic conversation or like reproduction of the manner of conversation which is kind of loose and relaxed, a tension between this organicness and the editedness. So how much actual control and mediation I exert over creating the episodes. So that first take of this episode was very uncontrolled. Um, and I got caught up in this character I felt was emerging, which was just a ramble and a more unmediated bollocks. And I appreciated that for like the experimental thing that it was. But the relaxedness of those podcasts that were unprepared had been down to my personal unpreparedness. It was a matter of necessity in trying to get out a podcast on a late Sunday night rather than a creative decision. And I do take this kind of seriously because as I said back in the first episode, I believe in taking responsibility for my freedom of speech that I'm exercising when I produce this and release it out into the wild. And I think that therefore, I kind of need to exert some creative control or at least have an awareness of what I'm doing otherwise I think it's sort of irresponsible so to make a small comparative detour if you think about other podcasts you might listen to or things like chat shows on television where the presenters are talking so much small talk between them they make lots of waffle and it can it can be quite nice for instance I appreciate a lot of the idle chat in a podcast called clip talk which is about being a woman and being female often in terms of sexuality I highly recommend clip talk it's really really cool and I like the idle chat there often there's a lot of women recording each podcast I like that partly because I see something essentially feminist in this like representation of prioritizing social space for women and partly because it invites me who doesn't belong doesn't doesn't I, I don't identify as a woman it invites me to be part of that social space where I just listen and learn without changing the nature of that space making it not a woman's space so even in, in very idle chat, I can kind of see that as a positive aspect of <clears throat> that work of art, which is a clip talk podcast. 
and in um, the interviews made by Blind Boy in his podcast or Connor Habib in his podcast, both of which I've recommended before and really recommend, in their interviews, I see that in general, I enjoy them for the way they subtly bypass the chaff and get right into some interesting topics or even make more mundane chat into something interesting and into something kind of topical and so while like clip talk and blind boy and Connor habib and and negative examples where you might get tired or annoyed at chit chat or you might see that it's becoming difficult for some people in that conversation because someone is chatting too much bollocks or someone is sort of avoiding substantial topics all of that is is conversation it's conversational but there are clearly many different qualities of the conversational so the question is what what qualities of conversational are are important for drawing core so first would be I, I thought would be amicability so like being friends and I think I only ever talk to you as a friend because that's how I'm able to understand it in my mind and actually make it second like we said a non-hierarchical space and third would be the radicalism we've talked about before so making a non-hierarchical piece of art is radical intention but also radical content is part of my intention and I think we're generally pushing that like even this podcast is a kind of radical re-evaluation of the experiment of podcast the metaphysics of podcast but there's also a kind of unrealized desire to cover lots more radical topics for example masturbation I promised we'd cover consent we covered consent I promised we'd cover masturbation that's still to come the last quality that I see would be a way of it it would allow us to have those radical conversations and that's by prioritizing the coziness and the safety of this podcast which relates to like us being friends but also in this feeling like a equal voicemail space and that allows us I think to create radical conversations and I think this coziness and the safety was kind of compromised by the the first take I did of this podcast because at least in part myself took up so much space that it was difficult to maintain to feel like we were maintaining a relationship of equality so if you and I are abstract we're not exactly ourselves so we're more free to relate and communicate so I wanted to step away a little bit from talking about this podcast and then um, work, work our way back around so I've recently finished a book called reading a book, I didn't write it called Paul Takes the Form of a Mortal Girl by Andrea Lawler and in Paul Takes the Form of a Mortal Girl we follow a shape-shifting character so Paul can change his form and actually change his gender 
zone. Sometimes he is Polly, sometimes he is Paul, and he may he can do all sorts of more more subtle um, shape shifting to change parts of his body and perform different characters. And in the book, Paul is a sometimes difficult to like character because he's very shallow and very cynical. He enters a room and looks at everybody's visual signifiers, what clothes they're wearing, for example, and judges who they are based on this. And whilst it is not very nice and often downright mean, on the one hand, he's quite good at it. He cruises a lot, by which I mean he picks up people to fuck with a lot, and he's very good at it, and it occupies a lot of his story. And also, there is something in these judgments that I recognise in myself, and usually I have a secondary thought of thinking, well I'm not going to judge that person based on that aspect of their style, but I still do have that same thought as Paul sometimes. And so you, you have the sense in the book that this is a very reliable narrator. You feel like you're getting all of Paul and he's very honest by just, you know, basing his life around these thoughts and judgments and understandings he has. So I think in the, the book is playing with this world which exists all on a sort of surface level. Andrea Lawler also uses a lot of references to music and um, cultural scenes going on at the time that it's set. So it, it sort of exists all on this style level. And Paul never really discovers his inner content, if you will, because he's, he's still navigating that. He's quite young in the book, he's 22, 23, so kind of natural that he would be not discovering his inner self quite yet, if ever we do. But you get a sense of his substance through understanding his style and his stylistic way of looking at the world. So going back to Susan Sontag, like <clears throat> the content of Paul is kind of subsidiary to the style of his world. The performative expression of his world through that we understand his reality and his inner being and I think this is kind of an important book to come now because at the moment there is a significant amount of gender politics going on around TERFs which stands for trans-exclusionary radical feminists and often people who are TERFs will euphemize that position by saying they're gender critical and usually this argument is something about how we are bio biologically essential beings so our sex that we are born with dictates our gender and people who are wanting to exclude trans people from feminism do so on the basis that it undermines uh, po the politics of being a woman 
by allowing people who are not really women into that into the into women's spaces into feminist spaces and they will be necessarily abusive or yani they are at the very least they are taking space which is meant for women away from women and this kind the gender politics around turfs is is i think very disappointing use of energy because it often takes place between very angry people often the very angry people are turfs but then the 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 what is brought up is then the voice of people who are trans or who are trans rights activists or allies for transgender rights who are very angry at anyone who is excluding them so it becomes an angry shouting match rather than a real discussion and i think because of where we are in terms of transgender identities being acknowledged we are still working that out and there there could be interesting discussions about this if we are not excluding people or being angry to people so the the discussions would be maybe around gender expression and an inner feeling of identity so how much does my gender expression matter in relation to how i feel inside as substantially a woman or a man or a transgender person or as a gender queer person or as an ungendered person or whatever and i think paul takes the form of a mortal girl is an amazing sort of experiment in this because it shows us that our gender expressions are really important for understanding the world we talked a little bit about this in the last couple of episodes i think the last one or the one before about how there's this feedback going back and forth between style and content because we read people's uh we read other people in terms of a kind of script that we have which is their expression or their style and it's sort of shallow and surface level but that's how we understand people at least initially and then we use those same scripts to express ourselves so we are continually having a conversation between a sort of inner substance and a style surface so i think it it undermines the idea that one is more important than the other or one is even separate from the other and you know on on if if you are a transgender person you might want to change your body because your body and your biology is causing you dysphoria and it's not something you're happy with and you feel like a different gender to your body signifiers and you could counter this with but you can just feel like however you want to feel and you don't need to change your body but that's not the reality for some people even if gender is a social construct it doesn't mean that it's meaningless it's still important in how we live in this world if we could envisage a post gender world maybe things would be different but while that might be an interesting experiment that's not the world we live in right now and some transgender people might just want to if they are mainly presenting mainly have been assigned masculine and male they want to paint their nails wear makeup that can be quite a substantially important part of their being and their life and understanding that i think is 
uh, sort of an important thing to be doing right now. And Paul's story takes place in the 90s and one important thing going on in the 90s was ident identity politics. Identity politics was gaining a lot of traction and was the way in which people were fighting for their rights based on their identities. But generally, this is a very broad view of it, but generally the critic against identity politics is that it's very exclusionary because it categorizes you as either this or that. But the way that I understand queer, we talked about in the fifth episode, is a kind of breaking down of these definitions and a sort of removal of categories. And that's what I find exciting about it. And again, it doesn't mean that these categories are meaningless. I think kind of the opposite. So if we become something new, we are also unbecoming what we were. So becoming is an unbecoming, and unbecoming opens up more possibilities of becoming. Because if you change, then you start to recognize that change is possible. And if change is possible, then you realize you have more options of changing than you maybe thought before. So there's a kind of undefining, a queer undefining, if you start defining in new ways or unexpected ways. I think that's really, that's one of the things that I'm excited about when it comes to gender expression. When you see someone performing an uncommon gender expression, I think what it's doing is opening up more possibilities for everybody in terms of how they can identify and how they can express that identity. So, creating an abstract character, as in this podcast, I think is very much embracing the duality of becoming unbecoming because it blurs the lines of who I actually am, who you actually are. And to see this again as queer and non-hierarchical, I believe that this abstracting allows us to be connected in a very deep way, especially given this podcast medium through which we communicate. Because if we blur that space between us, then it's much easier for anybody to enter it. And if I abstract myself from this conversation, then the conversation can kind of sit between us and we can take it as we wish. Hopefully it can inspire something new or it can be in a in a flux of mutual conversation rather than a point of view that you should argue with. So this is this is an experimental podcast and it's interested in the theory of the, and the theory or the metaphysics of podcast. But we are going to shapeshift again. I think that's the that's the logical path that all of this takes us is not to stick in one place but to be different things and I hope that that excites you as much as it excites me and we've already shape-shifted quite a lot and you could kind of see this podcast as a little bit of a sequel to that very first episode about like how far we've come or how we've re-understood our intentions after all this time and I don't know of any other podcasts that do this. We are kind of engaging with the theoretical art of podcast through the medium of podcast. 
that sounds cool to me. I think that's nice. But I think, like, continuing on, it makes so much sense to go back to reading stories as well, creating more silly podcasts, more funny podcasts, going back to more substantial topics that we want to cover. As many things as we can think, I think the more shifts of shape we make, the more becoming unbecoming we do, the more we start to live in a in a sort of vague space in this droney podcast. And say the more possibilities there are for where it can go next and what it can mean for you and me. So that's that's our little discussion for today. I hope it was um, followable. I hope it was a relaxing voicemail from your friend. We're going to share a song. And this week, the song is going to be Muerte en Hawaii by Calle Treze. Calle Treze. Calle Treze from Puerto Rico. Um, so this song is going to be in Spanish. And I encourage you to check out more of Calle Treze. They have lots of interestingly different songs. This is quite a, one of their unique songs. <laughs> um, featuring ukulele. And I'm going to read you just a couple of verses from it in English so that you have an idea of what's going on in the song. I breathe both in and out of water like seals. I am fireproof. I catch bullets in my mouth. My creativity flies like airplanes. I can build a brain without reading the instructions. I am immune to death. I don't need blessings because I always have good luck. Come with me for a walk in the park. Because I have more stories to tell than Garcia Marquez for you. Everything I do, I do for you. It is because you bring out the best in me. I am everything I am because you are all I want. Take care of yourselves this week. We'll be back next week with who knows what. Don't forget to send your carrot repeating recordings and be compassionate to yourself, be compassionate to other people. Opurum sizi, seviurum sizi, kuzalba kandine. Hadi bye bye. Peleado con cocodrilos, me he balanceado sobre un hilo, cargando más de 500 kilos. Le he dado la vuelta al mundo en menos de un segundo. He cruzado 100 laberintos y nunca me confundo. Respiro dentro y fuera del agua como las focas. Soy a prueba de fuego, agarro balas con la boca. Mi creatividad vuela como los aviones. Puedo construir un cerebro sin leer las instrucciones. Hablo todos los idiomas de todos los abecedarios. Tengo más vocabulario que cualquier diccionario. Tengo 
vista de águila olfato de perro puedo caminar descalzo sobre clavos de hierro soy inmune a la muerte no necesito bendiciones porque siempre tengo buena suerte ven conmigo a dar un paseo por el parque porque tengo más cuentos que contarte que García Márquez por ti todo lo que hago lo hago por ti es que tú me sacas lo mejor de mí soy todo lo que soy porque tú eres todo lo que quiero por ti todo lo que hago lo hago por ti es que tú me sacas lo mejor de mí soy todo lo que soy porque tú eres todo lo que quiero Puedo brincar la cuerda con solo una pierna Veo en la oscuridad sin usar una linterna Cocino lo que quieras, yo soy todo un chef Tengo sexo 24-7 todo el mes Puedo soplar las nubes grises para que tengas un buen día También sé cómo comunicarme por telepatía Por ti Cruzo la frontera sin visa y le saco una buena sonrisa a la Mona Lisa Por ti Respiro antes de morirme por ti Voy a la iglesia y escucho toda la misa sin dormirme Sigo siendo el rey aunque no tenga reino Mi sudor huele a perfume y nunca me despeino Sé pelear todas las artes marciales También sé cómo comunicarme con los animales Mientras más pasa el tiempo me veo más joven Esta canción la compuse sin escuchar como Beethoven Por ti todo lo que hago lo hago por ti Es que tú me sacas lo mejor de mí Soy todo lo que soy Porque tú eres todo lo que quiero Por ti Todo lo que hago lo hago por ti Es que tú me sacas lo mejor de mí Soy todo lo que soy Porque tú eres todo lo que quiero 